Welcome back to the Farm Credit Advocates Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Kreischer, Director of Communications at Mid-Atlantic Farm Credit. I'm excited about our guest today for a few reasons, one of which is because I am a proud Penn State alum. And if you were to ask me what one of my favorite parts of Penn State was and still is, today's guest sure plays a critical role in my answer. Jim Brown is the Assistant Manager of Operations at Penn State's Berkey Creamery, home of what I truly do believe is the best ice cream on the planet. Jim has a 33-year career in sales and the dairy industry and started at the creamery in 2005. Today, Jim oversees the retail, wholesale, and e-commerce aspects of the creamery, as well as the media and public relations, product development and packaging, and the marketing and advertising of the creamery and its products. So without further ado, let's dive right in and get the scoop. Welcome to the podcast, Jim. Thanks for joining me today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me, Jenny. So let's start by, could you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and maybe just walk us through your resume a little bit? Sure. Well, you already presented some of the present re- things on my resume. Um, so let's let's start with, uh, I was born and raised in central Pennsylvania, so very, very close to Penn State. Um, been a country boy all my life. You know, I have always been involved with hunting and fishing and the agriculture and, and just the landscape around beautiful Pennsylvania. Um, went to college here locally, uh, studied business management, and spent the uh, first part of my career as an officer in the military. And then, um, as you said, I've, I've worked probably the last 30 years in the retail and the dairy business, uh, focusing on sales and marketing and customer relations and customer service. So I've been doing that most of my life. That's fascinating. So you were in the military and came back and started working there. So what was it that brought you to the creamery? And how did you find out about that position? And what made you pursue kind of that that career path when you returned? Um, I would have to say that uh, when working in the local dairy industry, I worked in close partnership with the creamery on many occasions, supplying supplemental cream and other products. And, and over the years, got to know the people here uh, at the creamery and the people at Penn State and position came open. And it was something that I've uh, always thought about and known the creamery for many years and, uh, you know, got to learn specifically what they wanted and uh, how they wanted to drive forward and move the creamery forward. And it definitely looked like a, a, a possibility that would, would fit me perfectly. Could you maybe give us a little bit of background on the creamery and kind of the role it plays on campus today? Sure. The, the creamery is more than 156 years old. Started uh, in 1865 out of a barn. It wasn't until 1889 that they built this first standalone creamery. In 1901, moved to the Patterson Building. In 1931, moved to Borland, and the store was on the second floor. And it wasn't until like 1961 that we built a first floor store. And then in 2006, we moved into what I still call the new food science building, even though it's uh, 15 years old. And that's where we have been ever since. We operate, of course, as mostly everybody knows the creamery as we operate a store, but we also provide wholesale delivery all across campus to all the Penn State eateries and the dining halls. We support athletics here on campus and we're just staple in the community. I mean, we are uh, a meeting place. I remember the move. I remember the smaller building we were in and the line just every, almost every day, it seemed, would just be wrapped around of, of students and, and faculty waiting to get their scoop. So that's a beautiful new building. 
that's that you mentioned is not so new, but it's a beautiful building. Yeah, well, well, thank you. And you you remember Boiling Lab, as you said, uh, Boiling Lab, the store itself was 1,700 square feet. Um, and now our building here, the store that we have right now is 3,700 square feet. So it's two and a half times the size of what it used to be. And because of the excitement and the amount of people that came around so often, we had to have a larger location to accommodate everybody. Oh, yeah. That line still wraps around. Give it a football weekend and you're waiting there for a while. <laughs> sure. sure. So many people actually don't know that Penn State's a very prominent agriculture school. It actually was founded as the Farmers College. How does the Creamery work with the College of Ag Sciences today? Well, the Creamery actually works directly with the Food Science Department and the College of Ag. And uh, we do that by supporting the teaching, research and outreach programs of both units by assisting in short courses and student classroom projects. Uh, we, we help out with the pasteurization workshops that they have, the sanitation workshops, HACCP programs they have, the ice cream short course, and things like uh, the frozen dessert course. So all the courses that they have on Penn State that they offer from an outreach standpoint, people that come from the industry, uh, all of our location and our employees assist with that. Something I wish I knew when I was a student. That's a class I definitely wish I, yes. I was able to take when I was there. And that's actually, if you wouldn't mind maybe elaborating a little bit on the food sciences program at Penn State, I know that they've been involved in several innovative projects over the years. If you could maybe just give our, our audience some insight on the impact that they're making on the campus and even beyond that. Oh, it's tremendous. The, the food science industry promotes uh, food safety and food quality, you know, for positions like in labs and development and education and training and safety and quality. They basically work to promote and improve the food safety and food quality in our society. They do this not only through the developmental programs of the graduate and undergraduate program, but also through outreach programs and short courses. Um, switching gears a little bit, uh, one part of your job description that I have to ask you about is product development. I'm sure you get this question a lot. The Creamery has a ton of staple ice cream flavors, but I know you're, you guys are always innovating and trying new combinations. The grilled stickies is one of my favorites. Um, how do you and your team go about exploring these flavors and, and what's that process like? Well, Jenny, we used to have like 150. 52 ice cream flavors and over the years this is what we saw a lot of things have changed in the creamery and a lot of things have changed in product development in the early years it seemed like the creamery was looking for new products and new flavors to develop like you mentioned however since we already have so many products and what we've noticed that as we've grown in popularity our space is very limited so I think our recent product development focuses more on the products we currently have and how to continually develop them into a higher quality type product. I think we've spent the last four years looking at our processes and our ingredients and our procedures to improve the quality of that product that we currently make. However, as you mentioned, when we currently look at making new flavors of ice cream, I think it comes from two different ways. Um, either some, someone comes to us with a name or someone comes to us with a flavor. And if either of those are appealing and or unique, then we look into that with our product development team. And a lot of times our product development team involves 
graduates or undergraduate students that are studying the food science department. And we have a team that we put together and we start evaluating potential flavors or potential ingredients that would go into those flavors. That's so fun. What's the most popular flavor at the creamery? I would say from a sales standpoint, it is death by chocolate. It's a chocolate ice cream. We call it the triple chocolate. Um, And uh, over the last five years, we've had a flavor madness contest kind of to mirror the March Madness basketball season and tournament. And every year, death by chocolate has won. Oh, wow. That's fun that you guys do that. Mm-hmm. So aside from the ice cream, the creamery is also known for its cheese. Actually, my coworker, Joanna, fell in love um, with the Nittany cheddar. So when, when was this added to the creamery's product list? Well, ironically, uh, cheddar cheese has been here as long as I can remember. I've been here 16 years, and it's way before my time that cheddar cheese has been around. However, uh, recently, in the, in the last few years, we've uh, worked pretty diligently in the industry by asking many, many professionals to run our cheese through multiple testing. We began evaluating more closely the salt levels, the moisture contents, the the aging process to try to obtain a more premium type cheddar. Because of that, it was worth renaming it. And so we actually just in the recent year, year and a half, renamed our cheddar cheeses into the Nittany Cheddar line, getting a more catchy name that correlates it not only to the creamery, but to Penn State. I love that. It makes a great holiday gift. That is one thing I'll say. Are all the products made on campus? All creamery products are made on campus. So when you talk about the dairy products from our cheddar cheeses and cultured products to the fluid milk and fluid juices and teas, and of course our ice cream, yes, they're all made here at our facility. Pre-COVID, is that something that you all offered tours up to students and the public? Oh, you weren't supposed to say anything about COVID. But yes, pre-COVID, <laughs> as we call it, and COVID and hopefully return to normal after COVID seems to be uh, a lot of the buzz right now. Uh, Pre-COVID physical tours were conducted. And the crazy part about it is, is that's something that you mentioned the lines, right? Jenny, you mentioned the lines Mm -hmm. here at at the creamery. Our success has been measured in the amount of people that have come here and visited here. And that has become, during COVID, our biggest challenge. And so all those face-to-face customer relations, customer service interactions that we're very proud of, um, we've had to eliminate that. However, during COVID, we found that we could adjust to those type of things. And I think our biggest challenge was, okay, if we can't do things face-to-face, then how can we bring a little bit of creamery to the customer instead of the customer coming to us? And so that's kind of what we ended up doing with podcasts, with webinars, with virtual speaking programs, uh, with, you know, with Zoom anything's possible. So we've done and transitioned a lot of our physical tours into virtual tours. 
that's a great way to pivot for lack of a better term mm -hmm. to, to meet that need. So when you're working with members of the media um, on your community outreach efforts, because I know the Creamery is out very, very prominently in the state college community, what are the most important aspects of the Creamery story that you want to make sure are told? Like, what is it that you want people to know? Well, I think that the Creamery is much more than a store. We're a very diversified operation. We're a distributor of our products on campus. We're a wholesaler. Uh, we operate an e-commerce site, uh, and we provide uh, academic support to the food science department of the College of Ag. We do all of this while probably being one of the most iconic stops on campus. And um, I think just over the years, we've become more than a store. We've become a meeting place for many generations. It's kind of crazy, Jenny, that I've been here long enough that the students that used to work for me are now bringing their children here. And uh, I think, you know, we've, we've become uh, a stop between classes. We've become a study location, a vacation destination. We've become a visitation spot to impress business colleagues if you work here. You know, we kind of have a little bit of everything that uh, anybody can enjoy. I can attest to that. How do you all interact with those around the state college community? What kind of events do you partake in throughout the year? Or, you know, do you work with students at like state college high school? How, what kind of events and, and community outreach do you actually do? Well, I'll tell you what, Arts Fest has always been tremendous. We missed it last year and this year, but we've done Arts Fest for many, many years. We provided a tent down there for the entire community. So during the week of Arts Fest, we actually had two locations, the one we permanently have here and the temporary one down there. But I, I think uh, our partnership begins with the many businesses on and off campus. You know how Penn State says we are? Uh, you know, here at the Cream, mm -hmm. we, we believe that we all are Penn State. And so not only the surrounding community and State College, um, but the businesses on campus, we try to partner with them and help them sell their products too. Uh, we sell we sell eggs from on campus. We sell meats from the meats lab. We sell honey. Um, local businesses that sell bagels or stickies, you know, the grilled stickies, the popular state college grilled stickies, we sell them here. Uh, we sell items that are made from the Penn State Bakery and much more trying to promote local businesses and local growing by partnering with them and getting everybody to know not only the creamery, but uh, all the businesses around the community. So you all recently added the ability to purchase creamery ice cream at Beaver Stadium, which was fantastic news. So where are you guys headed next? Ah, well, it's not that we're heading anywhere next. We've already, we've already, uh, I guess you could say, uh, planted ourselves and put roots down in a lot of locations. The local Commonwealth campuses, we now provide ice cream too. So not only can you get ice cream, creamery ice cream, and creamery products at University Park, but you can at the majority of all the Penn State community uh, Commonwealth campuses. And we sell at the Bryce Jordan Center. So when events come to the Bryce Jordan Center, you can get our ice cream. Now we partner with uh, the College of Agricultural Sciences Meats Lab. They have a store where they sell uh, meat and uh, other product that they develop and smoke. 
They now also sell our cheeses, and in turn, we sell their meats here on campus. So we continue to expand on, on a lot of different Penn State entities. That's great. I had no idea that you were in the, the satellite campuses now. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's kind of along those same lines, you know, Penn State does have alumni all over the world. I believe at one time, if it's not still the largest alumni network in the country. And as I mentioned before, on any given weekend, especially football weekends, that line is just out the door and around the building. How much do you sell online? And where's the furthest that you've shipped creamery products? Well, our e-commerce site services and sells to, or should I say ships, to the 48 continental United States. We do not ship to Hawaii and Alaska, though we have have attempted to do so. But what we found is that since we have to rely on FedEx to get the shipments and we have to utilize dry ice, which is a hazardous material, and there's only so much dry ice that you can put in a shipment if you're using an airplane, we keep it and retain it to the 48 states on the continent. So at that case, the furthest we normally ship would be California. So Jim, I have a couple of quick fire questions for you before we get to our final one today. One of them is out of these three, which do you prefer? A milkshake, a cup, or a cone? Hmm, a cone. And what's your go-to flavor? Death by chocolate, of course. (laughs) Um, you kind of talked a little bit before about the, the product development process. Do you have any new flavors or products on the horizon that you're willing to, to spill on, on this episode today? We do not have any ice cream flavors because, as you talked about, we've had some just recent ones. We have a cheddar cheese curd. We're looking at trying to develop a buffalo cheddar cheese curd. Mm-hmm. Um, we are looking into a non-dairy ice cream flavor because we do have a few people that are intolerant and can't uh, actually consume dairy. So we've been doing a lot of work with uh, natural ingredients to see if we can come up with a non-dairy option to satisfy those customers. Well, Jim, I really appreciate your time today. So the final question that we ask every guest that we have on this, this podcast is, what is it that you advocate for in agriculture? I think one of the most important things is that everybody realize, in being that I'm a country boy from Pennsylvania, everybody needs to realize just what we have around us. And we need to take care of our surroundings for generations and generations to come to be able to enjoy the same thing, not only from the dairy aspect but the overall grandeur of how beautiful everything is. And so I think I advocate to that fact and just have everybody enjoy their surroundings and keep everything natural. I like that. Thank you so much, Jim, for your time today. And thanks everyone for tuning in. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast episode with a friend. And head on over to mafc.com slash podcast for all of the show notes and to subscribe for email alerts for future episodes. And if you have any guest or topic suggestions, please email us at podcast at mafc.com. Thanks everyone so much. And we'll see you next time. Hey everyone. It's your host of this episode, Jenny Kreischer. This one was a lot of fun to record. I'll take any excuse to talk about ice cream, but it also reminded me of some fun news I wanted to share with you all. To celebrate this year's National Ag Week, 
which took place the week of March 22nd, Mid-Atlantic hosted eight Shaking Up Ag Education events, which involved some of your favorite Farm Credit staff members handing out free milkshakes to our customers and community members. And to further entice our friends to stop by, we matched each milkshake we gave out with a donation to the state FFA organization. I mean, does it get any sweeter than that? Over the course of three days, we handed out over 1,400 milkshakes and donated over $8,000 to our state FFA organizations. We're super proud of the success of our first ever Shaking Up Ag Education event, and we thank everyone who stopped by to see us. To see the other fun things that we have up our sleeves, be sure to follow Mid-Atlantic Farm Credit on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course, over at MAFC.com. Hope to see you soon. 